if this is your first time joining us, welcome to the Mave Podcast, a fantasy football show dedicated to helping you win your league and hopefully a little cash. We cover redraft leagues, auction draft DFS, and all things football. We don't claim to be experts, we're just a group of friends inviting you to listen and join us each week. So grab a drink and enjoy. Oh, welcome in everyone for a special episode of the Mave Podcast. We are live together in person. Feels good. It feels right. I can see you guys <laughs> in 3D. This is the first time we've done the podcast together in person. Uh, so we've got a little extra energy tonight. And uh, we may or may not have been sampling some delicious uh, bev- adult beverages beforehand. So uh, this could get a little wild tonight. I, I just need to throw that out there right now. Uh, we got to apologize for last week. We did uh, end up uh, not having an episode, life, uh, new jobs, busy, busy, busy things. So. We apologize for that. We're going to get back on board here, and uh, we're going to continue our promise of getting you an episode each week, whether it's a a 10-minute episode or an hour episode or anything in between. So uh, you can look forward to that going forward. But uh, I've done enough talking, so uh, I want to welcome everyone. I appreciate you guys joining us. Uh, I'm your host, Tate Bland. I'm here with some of my very best friends, co-hosts, and fellow Mavers, and Luke Prey. Hello, everyone. And as always, welcome back. And Joe Vargas. I'm sitting in football depression. Oh, tell us about it, Joe. Rough weeks. Rough weeks of football. Two weeks. Luke, our Huskers. Guess OU. Special teams. Go, go Big Red. red. Go, go Big Red. Last week, it's Michigan State. It's been rough. And then, you know, maybe Sundays could get better. I step in Sundays. Fandle? Nope. My fantasy team? Nope. Take our fantasy team? Nope. I'm taking big L's. I'm a loser. I'm a loser. <laughs> so aside from like the league of record that the three of us are in, we're also in another league where Joe and I are co-managing a, a team. And uh, we've just been riddled with injuries. With CMC going out. Ayuk sucks. I mean, Joe drafted the team. So if I have to blame one person, I blame Joe. We need to hire a better trainer. <laughs> we need to get these guys healthy. Oh my goodness! All right, well let's uh let's go over tonight. So we're gonna talk about Joe's quick question that he has for us. We'll do the uh, week recap here, where we kind of talk about our league of record here um, from week three. Uh, I've got some notes. I know Luke does, and and Joe kind of already led in there with his uh, fantasy depression, football depression, really. But uh, he'll he'll talk more about that in depth. And then uh, we're gonna create a DFS lineup that we've got partially completed right now. Um, but we've been debating about it for like the last hour, so we thought we would just go ahead and start recording and, and figure out where we takes us. So. With that all being said, without further ado, Joe, you ready for your question? Ooh, let's get it. Who on your teams are you most proud of thus far? Heading to week four. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is quite an easy one for me. I planted the flag to start the year. I wanted my guy, Mr. Cooper Cup. Ah. And Cooper has been nothing short of a blaze ever since the tip-off. Unbelievable. Of the little white guy, <laughs> Los Angeles. Unbelievable. If I win the championship this year, I'm buying a jersey. I'm saying it right now. Cooper is everything I ever dreamed of and more. MVP of the year so far. You know what? Like actually makes me mad more than anything is I drafted Robert Woods thinking he was going to be the Rams receiver you need to have. And every week I see Luke's Cooper cup catching touchdown passes and my little woods just out there running around like lost Bambi in the woods, not catching any passes and losing me weeks. Uh, but my answer to the question here is being who I'm most proud of. Uh, I'm going with number one, quarterback in fantasy football right now. That's Tom Brady. He's number one. one. Check the points. The man scored almost 30 points every single week. I feel, you know, I thought I spent a little much on him on the draft with $7. No, I would have spent 10 on this man. Every week he's producing for me and uh, I'm happy to have him on my team and uh, I'm I'm all about all about it. I'm about Brady all the way. That's awesome. Joe, who who are you so proud of on your team since, I mean, you're doing so well. (sighs) It would be, I got Dalvin Cook. Of course, he got nicked up. But honestly, what I'm looking at, Joe Mixon, at RB2, a strong 
showing. I think just he needs to get in the end zone. He needs to help me out. Pick up my team, man. But 20, 29 carries first week, 20 carries. And week two, week three, 18 carries. The only problem is his receiving. He's not getting much catches. That's the only thing that's downside. But I got Cook. I'm, I need Cook to get healthy. Cook, please get healthy for my team. Other than that, you know, TJ Hawkinson is a guy up there too. I'm I'm pretty happy with just last week. Is just last week was just is just uh trash. But it's a new week. We're gonna get better. That's right. I think I mean I, I don't know this for a fact, but just off my gut, I feel like Joe Mixon may be one of the touch leaders in the league. I mean, I know Najee had like nineteen targets last week. But That's absurd. Usage Joe Mixon is everything he wanted and more, so that feels good. And and for me, Hawkinson has certainly delivered. I obviously I've been in Joe's uh, DMs trying to make a trade for Hawkinson. I, I'll see what I can do. Probably won't happen, but Hawkinson's been good, and we all know that the tight end position is not a fun game to play outside of about five players. So having one of those guys that feels pretty good. I, I did want to clarify earlier because uh, I said Tom Brady was QB number one, and you guys kind of were like, "What?" So Tom Brady. Brady in our league is QB number one. He's got 85.48 points. Second place, Kyler Murray, 85.2. Oh, whoa. So, my boy, the GOAT still is. The GOAT is still the GOAT. Away. Technically still number one. So, I mean, not technically. He is. I mean, that's points. So, yeah. there you go. You got everyone thought Kyler Murray was the best? He's not, apparently. So, all right. Let's, uh, let's get into this week review here and, and talk about our teams. So this past week uh, was difficult for a couple of us. I think Luke got got a win, but Joe and I both took took L's. And uh, you know, I I don't have a lot to say about my team. Um, you know, I already kind of mentioned this up up front here, but Robert Woods uh, is just disappointing me week after week. Not not the first week. The first week I was fine with it, but I'm watching Cooper Cup catch all these damn touchdown passes, and Woods is just upsetting me. He's out on the field. You know, he's got he's getting targets. And I know he's not the touchdown guy on that team. He's never been. I drafted him to be a consistent kind of yardage guy, to be a be a solid piece of my team, a solid wide receiver too. But I would just like one touchdown, one touchdown present. That's all I want. One. And when you draft him, like, because I was, I was interested. I wanted Robert Woods. And, you know, like you said, Tate, we get, you get the consistency from this man. He's going to get catch. He's going to get yardage. Touchdowns, though, he always liked. I think he averaged maybe – top of my head i think three touchdowns a year but uh, man he's just not getting the yardage targets are kind of there week one four targets week two nine targets week three six targets but those got come out three catches five catches three catches 27 yards 64 and 33 yards so but he's on the field that's the problem like i think he's gonna he's gonna bounce back i know luke is a firm believer this is his week yeah, but he's on the field like week two, ninety eight percent of the time. He's out on the field. Here's what the good news is. I mean, Matty Stafford has been everything he wanted him to be, and I mean, guy's been playing unreal. So I mean, the Rams are becoming, you know, maybe that offense that you really just desperately want a piece of, and everyone's going to become aware of Cooper Cup because he is playing unreal. I mean, we're your average Joe fantasy football players, and we know that. Do you think the NFL defenses that they're going to be playing every week aren't going to see that? No. So they might try and, you know, deploy a plan to stop Cooper. And I think, you know, hey, Robert, it's your turn to step up. That's that's going to be good for you. So, You know, Joe, you mentioned that he usually averages like three touchdowns a year. What worries me is he scored one touchdown in week one. So I've only got two <laughs> more this season. That's not looking good. That's not looking good for that. But he's got to have a bounce back week this week for me. Uh, otherwise, he's going, he's going on the bench. Because I can't, I can't sell him for anything. Nobody wants him, and I don't want to play him after this week if he does poorly again. So he's going, he's going to be in bench purgatory for me if, uh, if he doesn't do well this week. That's for sure. But my other headline for me this week, uh, Nick Vargas, if you're out there listening, if you guys, he he came onto the podcast before we were doing fantasy football, talked about his dream segment. Go back and check that episode out. It's a wild ride. It is a little more explicit than we normally are. So just <laughs> make sure you put your headphones in if you're at work. But uh, I played Nick this past week. And it was a dogfight all week. I had two guys, CD Lamb, Dallas Goddard, Monday Night Football. I was feeling good. I needed like 
I don't even know, like 15 points or something like that. I'm not looking at it. But I was feeling good. Not worried at all. I'm watching the game. C.D. Lamb gets like a 44-yard pass, falls six inches short of the end zone. And Dallas Goddard, I don't know, doesn't do Jack Dilly squat. So all I got to say is I hate Philly and Dallas game. That was the worst game I've ever watched. All I need was a few points. I lost to Nick by three points. And I just watched that projected total go down and down and down and down. And it hurts because it's Nick. I didn't want to lose to Nick. That's, that's where it's at. Nick, if you're out there, I didn't want to lose to you, you son of a gun. And I'm pissed. And that's my headlines. So I got Nick this week. And I'm, I'm going to try to get, get that revenge for you, Tate. But Luke, I think a big storyline. Wait, you got to kick, kick his ass, Joe. Oh, Kick his ass. I'm, I'm going to try. But Luke, you are 2-0 against the fellow Mave members. I've done it. I've completed uh, the, the two-game sweep. Uh, I guess we didn't really throw that out there yet, but... You know that Joe's having a bad week. Um, it was at the mercy of me this week. And uh, Joe can probably explain this a little further, but part part of what uh, really worked out for me this week, obviously I had Christian. And so early on in the week, Christian McCaffrey goes down. And I'm like, oh, no, Joe's going to slaughter me this week. And I'm going to, you know, come back down to earth. And I was like, you know what? That's all right. I got a, I got a good win last week. I, I can handle that. So Christian goes down. He only got me like five points. I was like, "All right, I'm I'm preparing. I'm preparing to have some wounds this week." And then next thing you know, uh, reports are coming out that Dalvin's a little dinged up. Don't know if he's going to play. Damn it! But for those of you who don't remember, Dalvin is uh, one of the head honchos of Joe's team, and we all know that uh, one of the one of the special backup players that. Uh, is always recommended to have on your roster is Dalvin's backup, Alexander Madison. So lo and behold, someone surely had him in the league. Someone did. That someone was me. That someone was me who played him against Joe. Oh. And Alexander had one heck of a week, and I was able to pull away from Joe. And uh, I didn't want to do it to him. You know, that probably hurts. But uh, I had I had Henderson dinged up, so I had no choice. I had to I had to do it to him, so I'm sorry, Joe. Seeing Madison put up those, I was watching a little bit of Red Zone at the time, and every time I saw, because Madison Cook kind of looked the same, you know, with the dreads and everything, they kind of had the same running style, and it, it, it stung every time because I was like, those could be Cook's points. I could be winning. <laughs> so Joe, tell us how the uh, what what'd you call it uh, earlier in the season, cooking Mexican or whatever. Like, tell me how that's going for you. Well, it's just it was kind of a bland Mexican food. It was real bland, cheap. No, it's a cheap taco shop that you saw that is just terrible. Real too much salt. Not much spice. Not yeah. much spice at all. Like I'm just, you know, meh. But I, I need I need I need cook to get healthy. That's that's my main man. That's my guy. And I I digs. He did he had an okay week. He had a pretty good week. But everyone else just squat down and took a cock around my face. Joe, uh, for the record on the air, I'll trade you right now, I'll trade you James Conner for Dalvin Cook. I mean, he scored more points than Dalvin Cook last week. He had two touchdowns. I mean, I'm I think he's the future of the Arizona offense. Listeners, you go week by week. That's a new week. I'm gonna bounce back. Bounce I'm gonna bounce back, back baby. I'm here. If I get heartbroken again, I, I think I might be done. Uh, one the one last thing that I'll throw in about my week is uh, Joe's talking about you know Cook Cook has been his guy and and he was out this week obviously. I capitalized with Madison like I said, but on top of that, I pretty much piggybacked on Madison, but also on Cooper Cup yet again. Uh, like like we've been hinting, Cooper has been incredible. So uh, Alexander and Cooper they got it done for me this week and. If I were a smart man, I would take Cooper Cup and all that he's done, and I'd go trade him away and get the world for it. But I planted my flag on Cooper. Great guy to go trade, uh, but I that's my guy, so I'm not going to do it, even though I can get the world for him. So I'm just going to carry on with Cooper, and you know, CMC's down. We're going to see if I can. We're going to see if I can steal another win or two before I get Christian back. And let's hope not to have a repeat of last year where. Well, Christian will be back, and then Christian never comes back. Because if that happens, I'm effed. 
Luke, who has Chubba Hubba in the league? Chubba Hubba Wubba. That is Nick. And Damn it, Nick. And I, I spoke to Nick about a trade. And, and I mean, he was fair about it. He said, you know, running back ones, they're rare to find. Running backs are hard to, to, to get a hold of. And I said, I understand. I was ready to give one of my wide receivers for – for Chuba and uh, Kyle Pitts, I mean, I was going to buy low on both those guys. He wasn't interested. Tied in the same thing. You only have a couple that are good. So, I mean, I understand. I I tried to make the move, and he wasn't feeling it. So, it's not going to happen. So, I mean, if, if uh, CMC has any more problems, Nick's, Nick's going to get rewarded for it, I guess. Uh, we'll see. If CMC comes back, I might I might try and go to Nick again uh, after – after Chubba's price obviously drops completely out of the floorboards and try and scoop him up then just as a safety precaution. But uh, knowing Nick, he'll probably, he's probably going to hold on to him for the long haul. So I'm going to be gambling, and we'll see what happens. So, Luke, quick question. Do you think Cooper Cup's going to keep this up? Ooh. I don't think that it's possible for Cooper to continue doing what he's doing. What <laughs> he's getting peppered with targets like that's the thing. So like the touchdowns, I think obviously they're going to be. There's no way he can because he had you know one touchdown week one and two the last two weeks. But the targets and the yardage are there. He's averaging 122 yards a game through three games. Yeah, I mean, there's it, it's coming down. There's no way it can't come down. But I guess I what mean, I'm trying to ask you: Do you think the yardage and targets and I mean, he's he's the guy. Clearly, Stafford loves him, uh, and so there's going to be games where the defense draws up a plan. We have to stop Cooper. I understand that, but we all have those games where our our main guys are not going to produce. I don't think there's a world where Cooper can possibly be like outside of a top fifteen wide receiver well, end sort of, of season. I'm gonna lead to his next matchups: Arizona, Seattle, Giants, Detroit, Houston, Tennessee. Than San Fran before the bye week. Sounds pretty good to me. Sounds juicy. Okay, but do you think they're going to need him as much in those games? Because those all seem like easy Rams wins to me. Not maybe not easy, but uh, and they. Uh, good point, Tate. <laughs> What's that mean? Woods is junk. <laughs> that means feed Daryl. And you got Daryl, don't you? Okay, but are you worried about? Um, we saw Deshaun Jackson last game. I mean, he, you know, they went to a Jefferson couple times week one. Van Jefferson, exactly. Like, I'm worried that, I, I mean, I got Woods over here, so I know it's freaking, I'm just, I'm in the desert right now. But d- does the, the youthful spring of Cooper Cup, does it dry up? Do you think, I mean, should you sell on him now, Luke? I mean, like I said, if, if that wasn't the guy that I called my shot on before the season started, then I would. Because I love to trade. But that is like the guy that I planted my flag on. So, like, if I went out, I'm buying a Cooper Cup jersey that's signed and I'm putting it on my wall. 100%. That's going to happen. If I win the league, I'm taking the money and it's turning into a Cooper Cup jersey instantly. So, I just, there, there is nothing that I would probably give up for Cooper. And I'm just going to ride that train. Is it going to stay where it's at? It will not. It won't. I understand that. But... He's going to continue to have weeks here and there that he is going to win the week for me. That will happen. It just won't be as consistent as it's been. I mean, this guy has taken over matchups for me the entire season so far. So it's been incredible. Will it sustain? It, it won't. If I win the league, I'm going to buy a Tom Brady jersey. A Tampa Bay Tom Brady Tampa. jersey. A Tampa. Tom. Joe, if you win, whose jersey are you buying? Depends. It probably Cook. As long as that's me – my head guy, but depends on who's going to lead me to the championship. You know, could it be could it be Mexican? Could it be Hawkinson? Things things could change. Things could change because let's think about like uh, Jonathan Taylor last year. First half of the season, not too fun, right? Second half of the season took over, like was incredible. So that happens every year. Somebody's going to completely shift. So I mean, there's a lot of guys on rosters now. That, there's guys right now that are being dropped that could end up being top 20 players that we can't find. Luke, you bring up a great point because it, you got to break this season down in segments. You can't just think of, look, well, in the first half of the season, he was doing great. Now he's doing trash. Well, he can't hold on to that piece, you know? So you got to take it, you know, 
I break it up in, well, I guess it was four weeks at a time because he played 16 games, but 17 games, kind of same concept. My math's terrible. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying, like, you know, you break it up and then you kind of ride those trends. Like Luke said, like Jonathan Taylor, he was awful for me the first couple of weeks. And then the second half, I just I was just a few points away from making the playoffs, but hell, I could have made a hell of a run with Taylor the back half of the, of the playoffs. So Yeah, it'll be fun probably like around week eight or something to just kind of look at guys and be like, uh, who surprised us the most out of the first half of the season and who we think will maybe, you know, be the be the Cinderella of the second half of the season or be be the guys, you know, I mean, because I got Jonathan Taylor on my team right now, and I'm telling you right now, it's not the prettiest thing. So, yeah. Oh, Cam's well, my boy. I ha- God, I would have drafted Cam. God, I'm so he, glad. He, he, so he, he won me a lot of, well, not a lot of money, but he won me some money in FanDuel in the playoffs. God. He gave him the work. In the work. All right, all right. Let's uh, let's uh, transition here and let's talk about uh, a DFS lineup for this week and and win money. Ooh. All right, so we're gonna talk about uh, a DFS lineup for this week, but let's cover a little bit of review for last, uh, not last week, but last time. So week two, um, we're winners. We're winners. What's the money, baby? Um, we walked away, we won, what, we did a $5 bid, and we walked away with $9, that's a $4 profit, uh, this week, I mean, we're feeling good, so we're going $10, we're bidding $10, oh, baby. $10, baby, $10, baby, a lot of McChickens, so, you know, we won't, might not be eating this week, but we're going to be winners again, and, uh, like I alluded to at the start of this episode, uh, we've kind of been talking about this kind of in person. Um, we've looked at a couple games. Uh, we got a couple spots to fill here. Um, and let's kind of just dig into this. So, Joe, hit us up real quick. What are the biggest uh, over-unders, uh, the top three over-unders of this week um, on, on games? So, honestly, we have quite a few that are high over-unders. So, first one that pops up, you got Vegas versus Chargers. Chargers are three-and-a-half-point favorites, uh, 52-and-a-half-point over-under. And this is from uh, – Tuesday, which is what was that? What date was that? Was that 29th September? <laughs> sure, sounds good. Wait, uh, when your birthday was Saturday, 25th, 26th, 27th. So 28th, 28th. Yeah, there we go. We got there. Hey, we got there. We got there, Maeve. So then, uh, so the, the the lines are going off from uh, Tuesday. Chiefs at Philadelphia, 54 and a half point over under. Um, yeah, Ram, uh, Cardinals, Rams, 54 and a half. Seattle, San Fran, 52 and a half. There's a lot of games with the high, high scoring, high over-unders. Cleveland at Minnesota. I, this is a game I don't know if it's going to get there at 53 and a half. Okay. Cleveland, I just don't see it. I just don't see a shootout. I think Cleveland's a little slower-paced team. Uh, Carolina, Dallas, I really like a lot at 50 and a half, 50.5. I think that's going to bump up. And well, another one is kind of sneaky for if you're doing GPPs. Little tournament stack of some Washington and Atlanta. That is a forty-eight and a half point over/under. So, wow. favored is Washington at a point uh, one point five. Oh, okay, okay. Luke, if you have to pick a couple key games out of what Joe was just saying with those high over/unders, what two matchups um, do you want to try to focus on this week? Sure, sure, sure. So, uh, based on the notes that I had, Arizona Rams is the highest over/under, and I, before we recorded tonight, I told, I told Tate, I think this is the week. I think we've seen enough of Cooper that defenses are going to draw up a plan, like I was saying. So I think this is a, I think this is a good Robert Woods bounce back week. I mean, the guy has has done it for a long time, and he's kind of just not found it yet this season. And Stafford's been playing great, and and Woods has always been great. So I just think it's going to come to fruition this week. So. Uh, that's a game that I like, and I think Robert might be a guy that, that we can grab there. Um, obviously, KC Philly with a 54-point over-under. That's one that a lot of people are going to like. Um, Seattle-San Fran kind of sticks out to me a little bit because the 49ers are a little banged up in their secondary, and I think uh, Seattle offense could be pretty fun. So that's one, for me personally, that – um, kind of sticks out. All right, so let's, let's get into this here. Let's let's talk about 
DFS week four price is right. Who who's the price right on? Who are we going for quarterback wise? I know we got some names out there. We were kind of debating beforehand. I know that uh, Russell Wilson's in that debate. Uh, I wanted to put Tom Brady in there, but he's that uh, Sunday night game. Yeah, big one at yeah, New England. Yeah, I wanted to. I definitely want to do a. I mean, I will on my own do a Tom Brady Gronk stack for that game. Gronk just just out of just out of the narrative. So, but he's not in this. We're doing main slate. 50-50s here. Uh, I know we talked to Russell Wilson. I know we talked to Stafford. Um, because we're, I mean, Luke and Joe believe in Woods way more than I do, for the record, people. I am I'm so timid on Woods right now. I, I can't even express it. But I know we named those two. Uh, I know we talked Josh Allen as well. Joe, um, who are we going with at quarterback? And, and who are we feeling? We're going with Matthew Stafford. At seven eight hundred. So some of the top plays this week, you know, Mahomes got it high over under, but he's at eighty seven hundred. Josh Allen at eighty five hundred, and they are sixteen and a half point favorites uh, at home against Houston. They got Kyler Murray, which is against a tough, tough Rams defense. Lamar, honestly, I'm going to stay away from the Baltimore Denver game. I think that's going. Denver is a very slow team. That's going to be a slugfest. I, that's yeah. I'm out. I'm out on that one. Jalen Hurts, I don't think he's going to – I just don't think he'll bring it back. For, is it weird? Jalen Hurts, I think he's been averaging like 20 points. 24 he's points. Looking terrible. But he's at, but like for fantasy, he's not bad. This is odd. Very odd. He's good. But then you got Matthew Stafford at 700. Then you got Dak right below. Which I really like Stafford, Ooh, Prescott, and Wilson as well. Yeah, and Dak. Dak I, man. Dak looked pretty good. We have Stafford though, and and we did that mostly for the stack, right? So, tell us about the wide receivers, Lucas, because you believe in Woods. I can't even talk about the guy. So, we chose Stafford to stack him because we because you believe you believe the Cooper Cup owner in our league believes in Woods this week. And tell us about the wide receivers for this DFS. So right off the bat, we're talking Tate off the ledge. Cooper's had his fun. The Rams have been, I mean, arguably the best offense in football. Stafford <laughs> Stafford has come alive. Well, Stafford's always been great, but, I mean, the fit has been incredible. So, I mean, we're just filling Robert. So, right off the bat, we're like, Tate, we're going Robert Woods. Tate, start Robert Woods this week. So, I mean, all eggs in on Robert. And we said, all right, if we're going Robert, let's commit. We're going Robert. We're going Stafford. So that's where we started our lineups at. And then we kind of talked about, all right, what other wide receivers are we kind of liking? And Tate, Tate, right after that, chimed up and he said, I'm feeling real good about DJ Moore. So right now we have DJ Moore plugged in there because DJ has been great. He's getting all the targets. Uh, Carolina has been having a pretty solid offense. I mean, Sam Darnold has – Worked out pretty well in that trade there. He's been he's been fitting pretty well in that offense. Um, so we're, we're going to go with Robert Woods and DJ Moore for now. This lineup certainly isn't set in stone, but that's what we're sitting at right now. So, again, when you're doing cash games, you're looking for volume. And, you know, look back last three weeks for DJ Moore, 12 targets, 11 targets. Actually, week one, eight targets, 11 targets. And I'm pretty sure at Houston – I'm pretty sure he had 10 targets before, or like, or seven or eight targets in the first half alone. So, of course, Donald's looking towards him. And against Dallas secondary, it's giving up a lot of deep passes. You know, we're, we're, we're taking our Sean DJ. Yeah. I think, I think with him playing Dallas, um, you know, I, I think that's good. I mean, I know it's a high over under already, you know, but that's going to be a game. Um, I just, man. We have Joe and I have Robbie Anderson in our other league where we're co-managers, and it just feels yucky. It's, it, it's to the point like you can't just cut him. I can't. want to. I want to. I just want to just <laughs> cut his ass. But we can't. Like, we've got some draft capital in it. It's, it's, uh, it. it's tough to say that. It, but like again, we're seeing we want to see some trends. Like he had one big play, and honestly, that's pretty much been it. And I was hoping for the connection from. Uh, the Jets that would carry over to Carolina and the better offense. And, you know, Robbie was good last year and we're not seeing it so far. I, I, I think he could have a bounce back. We'll see, but it's not looking too good with, with old Robbie. 
did you guys talk prices on, on those two wide receivers? If if not, oh, no. I'll cover it real fast. Yeah. No, um, just give everyone DJ Moore is at seventy three hundred this week. Um, so he's he's not the top. The top is Cooper Cup at eighty six, but uh, we, got, we got DJ Moore at seventy three hundred. I mean, we we're taking a little bit of a value here on Woods uh, at sixty two hundred and believing he's gonna have that game uh, in order to save some money up um, for, for some other positions. Um, I want to talk about our halfbacks real fast. I think this will be a probably a group chat, but uh, we got a couple guys in here. Uh, we got Jonathan Taylor, who's playing uh, the Miami Dolphins defense, um, and they were they were kind of torn up. They've been torn up by Damian Harris and uh, who they play last week. Uh, Raiders, right? Oh yeah. Uh, Peyton oh, Barber. Peyton Barber. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we got Jonathan Taylor. Miami got tore up by Damian Harris like over 100 yards a couple weeks ago. Last week, Peyton Barber of Peyton all people. Barber. Peyton Barber. They picked him off the street. They're like, yeah. hey, just go get rush, run for 100, 100 yards. He, he, yeah. I, so, anyways, Jonathan Taylor hasn't been good this season. But we can all agree on that. Jonathan Taylor. Wow, I can't even say his name anymore. Jonathan Taylor, JT. I mean, he's, he's got talent. And so, we're going to buy into that talent this week. We're going to buy into Miami's defense not being able to stop the run. Uh, and we're going to believe in JT. We're going to believe in the Colts, who have looked like complete garbage this season so far. Carson. Yeah, I, I don't know what's going on there. So we got we got him. Um, I don't know if that's the highest over-under uh, by any means, um, but, you know, just a solid player at 6,600. Uh, feeling good about that one. So a low, low over-unders, you know, I like, I like running backs because it's going to be kind of a stalemate. You're trying to get the ground game going, but I think mm-hmm. – I think John Taylor's going to get done. In in Miami's ranked 27th in the league in rushing yards allowed. So we're, I mean, we might get some catches from old John Taylor. But if we're saying like Damon Harris and then Peyton Barber, Peyton Barber had 100 yards against the Dolphins. Sign me up for old Jonathan Taylor. I just feel like he's got to be a lock in, right? Carry us home, JTT. Oh goodness gracious! Other halfback, we're going with Antonio Gibson there for Washington. I'll let Luke talk a little bit more about him because he was a that was the first guy Luke saw and he was like yes put Gibson in the lineup so Luke tell us a little bit more about Gibson this week yeah so I mean Gibson Gibson we saw it last week when he got the screen and just busted it wide open like the guy the guy just has explosive upside and he's kind of been he's kind of been the guy that we expected him to be other than uh, McKissick still in a little bit more work than we ideally would like to see but I mean. Against Atlanta, Atlanta has been one of the most atrocious teams in the NFL this year so far. So, <clears throat> if if you're telling me a converted wide receiver who can take a screen to the house at any point in the game is seventy one hundred dollars, we're gonna take that gamble. We're gonna hope that uh, you know Washington can get a lead and they're gonna count on Antonio and maybe get him a little more carries, a little more yardage on the ground this week, and still get him involved in in the air. And, and hope that McKissick isn't as involved as he has been, you know, for a game or two this year. So Gibson's always solid for sure. Let me talk about our flex here because it's another running back. And then we'll go over to Joe for tight end. So, which is going to be fun because we actually haven't picked a tight end yet. So I'm putting Joe on the spot right now. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. You just got to shoot. So you better take a shot. Okay, flex. We saved a little bit of money other places, right, Lucas? I mean, we tried, but we're getting real aggressive here in the flex. Well, when you say real aggressive, you might say that we are going to top shelf. Maximum aggression. And we're taking Derrick Henry. I think he's coming in at $10,200. You know, sometimes you got to spend the money to make the money. And so, I mean, it's Derrick Henry. You guys, if you're listening to this, if you know Derrick Henry, you know he's a beast. He didn't start off hot the first week. He had that monster game week two, 44 points scored. Last week was, you know, just 17.9. Um, I just – he's playing the Jets this week. We saw the, we saw what, what NFL team was called the Jets last week, but I don't know who was out there. It looked like – it just did not look good. It didn't look like football last week. That's what I'm going to say about that. It was ugly. But Derrick Henry, he's a monster. Tennessee, they're going to get him – they're going to get him going. And I, I just – I feel like it's solid. I mean, he's the most expensive player in DFS this week for a reason in FanDuel. And sometimes you don't gotta, you don't have to go against the grain. You just got to go with the flow. And we're going with the flow with Derrick Henry going against New York Giants. Uh, Jets. 
Yeah, Jets, Giants. It doesn't <laughs> you're matter. New, you're playing New, New York, New Jersey. It don't matter. Any of those guys in New York, they're terrible. It, it don't matter. It don't matter. It don't matter. So we're going to spin up there. We're going to have to cut back on some places. I gave Joe the task of finding a tight end for us this week. Joe, do you have a tight end? We just want to go with <laughs> <laughs> All right. So a few guys. So how, how much do we have left? Yeah, we have 11,400, 11, and that averages out to 5,700 per player. Ooh. So if we can stay below that, that'd be ideal. I'll, I'll throw out one that I, is kind of catching my eye right now is like Mike Gesicki. Somewhere in that range might be something we look at. And, Joe, I know you got final to say, say on this one, but I'm looking at freaking Knox. I want – I want a piece of that Buffalo offense. I know he scored last week. I mean, I think it's they're they're got a high over under. Buffalo's favored by a, a ton over Houston. Yeah, playing freaking Houston. Like they're favored by like what sixteen points? Uh, sixteen half is the well, not from yesterday. Sixteen and a half point favorites. Okay, so I, I say let's just get a little piece of that, and and who knows what happens, right? I mean, so. Luke gave you his two cents. I kind of got my two cents. I think we're kind of in the same range, right? Knox is uh, 5,600, and then you were talking about Gasicki being 5,400. So we're right there um, in the same kind of ballpark. Uh, I'm trying to buy Joe some more time as he quickly is doing something over there in a panic. Uh, Here's what our problem is going to be. I mean, let's pick one and plug him in and then see where – because then we have to fill our, our last wide receiver spot, right? Oh, shit. We skipped a wide receiver? Yeah, we got a wide receiver to fill. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Oh, we do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, we are not professionals. Did we say okay. that? So let's do this. Let's let's plug in Gasicki because he's a little cheaper and just see. How much is Gasicki? 54. Let's plug in Knox because he's 56. Well, here, here's what I'm going with. Oh, here we go. Hey, hey. So, of course, one piece uh, high over under with the Rams. And uh, Arizona, Higby at fifty nine hundred. He had his targets has well, week one six targets, week you, two and one target. Are you worried about double stacking though, Stafford and Woods? Maybe possibly. <laughs> In cash games, maybe you might be right on that. I just want I want to get volume. If we have to punt a tight end, I just punt it. So another guy, well, punting. Paying fifty nine hundred for Tyler Higby does not seem like punting to me. Well, this is where I'm going to get to, Tate. Uh-oh. Don't take us there, Joe. Tyler Conklin, the Conk, fifty three hundred, a little cheaper, a little cheaper, save some money. Okay, if we're doing that, I'd rather go with Kasiki for a hundred more dollars. Or if you want to get real crazy, oh, Tate. God. I'm, I'm turn up Evan Ingram. Turn up Evan Ingram. He had six targets last week. He's got. He's slowly oh, coming oh, back. Evan Ingram had six targets last week. Did he? Two catches, I think, for 21 yards. But the man, the, the Giants receivers are kind of banged up. Yeah, it, they're riddled with injury right now. They got to throw it to somebody. Evan's trying to get healthy. So why not? You guys seem real excited about it. So let's put it in. Oh, it's, it's a ballsy pick. Let's see what. Okay. For the record, though, before we, I, I, everyone got excited about that. I saw the energy in the room, I felt it, which. By the way, like I said earlier, loving it because we're all in the same room. I felt the energy there. You guys got excited. People were smiling. But here's what I need to I need to say this out loud. I don't want to be Debbie Downer, but in these 50-50 lineups, we want to go with volume. We want to go with consistency because we're not trying to win a tournament play here with this fantasy lineup. We are trying to score in the top half. So are we getting a little wild by putting Woods in <laughs> and by going with Ingram now? Like – and I can't remember who the other one is, but I just – are we getting a little wild? I, I I think so. You're right, Tate. Are we getting excited? We're getting a little excited. I'm thinking of GPPs slash 50-50s. Let's get wild. We don't need to get too wild. Let's focus on 50-50 lineup right now, and let's do a quick GPP lineup afterwards, just with Ooh. some of these dart throws that we kind of been talking about. Okay. okay? I'm, so, I'm in it. I go. We're going back. Tight end-wise, 50-50. We want to go something more secure. Are we looking at Gasicki? Are we looking at uh, who's the only name you threw out, Joe, before Ingram that we were talking about? I already Conklin. forgot. Oh, yeah. And then we were like, yeah, we'd rather go with Gasicki there, personally. But is there a name? You know what? Let's. You know what? 
Screw it. It's our podcast. We're coming back to tight end. Let's go talk about something else and come back to tight end. All right. Sounds good. Because we got to figure out this. We've got, we've got defense lined up, and maybe we need to punt defense even more. The defense we currently have in right now is the New York Giants. They're playing the, the Saints this week. They're 3,400. Uh, they're, they're a pretty cheap defense. I mean, but they're playing Winston, and Winston can Winston at any time. And that means throwing five interceptions for no good reason. We like that. And we like that. <laughs> we like that. And, and the Saints aren't the Saints of old. So the Giants have been a pretty solid uh, defense. Uh, this season, they haven't been horrible, right? Yeah, they haven't been too bad. I mean, so they're 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 not a top line pick, you know. Uh, what do you think, Luke? I'll be honest. What I'm currently thinking does not have anything to do with the Giants that you're currently talking about. But we're paying absolute top dollar. Uh, no, wait. You want to get rid of Derrick Henry? That's what you're getting ready to say, isn't it? If we move off Derrick, we get a lot of money fast. You Joe, know, your call. I think we shouldn't. Move off Henry. All right. You're, you're, this is happening right now. This we, is happening. I mean, we didn't finish the line for the episode. We've been talking about it. We just decided to jump in here and start recording for you guys. So, okay. We're making, we're making eye contact. This was awesome about doing this in person. We're making eye contact. We're – I can see what you're seeing, Tate. <laughs> Here's the thing. As soon as I look at this, for, for 2000 less dollars, we can go grab Travis Kelsey in our flex. Ooh, I like that. For two thousand less dollars, we can go grab Tyreek Hill in our flex. I like that too. Why not Kelsey in the tight end spot? That solves our tight end problem. That is an option. So what we leave? What does that leave us with? Uh, the third receiver. We don't know. We don't know, Joe. Don't don't get ahead of the cart. Travis Kelsey tight end spot. We go with that. Let's do it. All right, we're gonna throw Travis in. High over under, 54 and a half. Okay. He's basically number one wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs, so. He is, yeah. He is number one receiver. Okay, so. So so let's set a receiver. Let's set a receiver, you know, lower end. So right, right now we have 13-4 left over. That gives us 6,700 per, per position of our last two remaining. So evenly 6,700 per. We can go a little more, a little less than that, and make it work. Let's look in that range. Luke, you were talking about liking Seattle earlier. Um, I don't know if it was on the pod or before the pod. Talking about liking Russell Wilson this week. Um, what when you're looking at re- receiver, are we thinking maybe it's another Tyler Lockett week? Are we looking Metcalf again? I know we used him a co- uh, last time, and then obviously we we cashed out. Should we look at a Seattle receiver? Well, the bad news is Tyler Lockett's seventy nine hundred. And DK seventy seven, so they're two of the topper options. I mean, we could do that, but our flex is probably going to get a little stinky. So you said we were looking at probably sixty six, sixty seven hundred. Yeah, sixty seven. Sixty seven. Chase Ca- Chase Claypool, sixty five hundred. Last week he had fourteen target or fifteen targets. The week before that had nine targets. Of course, last week he had nine catches, ninety six yards. I mean, he's getting. Three in the last two, and then in week one, week two, he had three catches apiece. But he's, you know, he's getting targets. That's what's key. Another one guy comes up, Cortland Sutton again. Uh, Cortland Sutton there at sixty three hundred. You know, he had that big week with twelve targets in week two. Week, of course, last week he only had five targets, five five catches, thirty seven yards. So I think he's kind of coming around in that Denver offense. I mean, if I'm saying like G, G, uh, GPPs, I'm kind of stay away from that game. Um, going down, maybe Christian let me, Kirk. Let me throw one out. Tell me how you guys feel about it. Minnesota has not been good against the wide receivers. And Cleveland's pretty banged up. And I thought Odell looked kind of like Odell last week. Ooh, 6,600. And sixty six hundred is a pretty good price. I like it. Tate is 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 Landry out though? Is he is he out this week? So I know you guys are talking about Adele and Adele, uh, the singer. Uh, oh Adele! Oh, put Adele in always. <laughs> All right, oh. so Jarvis Landry's on IR. We're talking about Adele. I don't. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. This is a fifty three and a half point. 
over under again like this is part of the process so you don't go fully off it it doesn't feel good it doesn't feel good but he did look pretty dang good but they're a run first team but minnesota's bad against receivers you guys are you guys are feeling it i'm feeling it like i, I mean again let me take us back 50-50s, we're looking for volume, we're looking for consistency, we're looking for safe. In this price range that we're looking for, because we, if we get Travis Kelsey, we are we got the volume there. With 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 Landry down and Odell back now, he is the volume guy for Baker. Right? I think so. Okay, okay, oh, put him in. And high over under, I think it, it potentially be a, a shootout. I mean, that's what Vegas is assuming. So... Okay, if we're putting Odell in, what's that leave us at, Luca, uh, uh, money wise here for for a flex position and maybe adjusting our defense or something? That leaves us with sixty eight hundred dollars, and I'm looking at what's in that range: Antonio Brown, George Kittle, Clyde Edwards-Helaire versus Philly. Not not Antonio Brown, but AJ Brown. AJ, oh, yep, AJ Brown. You are correct. AJ Brown. The only problem: AJ Brown's nicked up. Julio got nicked up too. He missed. I think pretty Both sure of those are scary starts. Clyde, Clyde's interesting to me against Philly. They, they are, that's interesting after what seeing what Dallas did in the run game against Philly on Monday night. Sorry, Miles, Miles Sanders against KC, who has been pretty suspect in as a defense. The only thing, the only thing, he got what? two carries. Yeah, that doesn't feel good. Oh. No, I, I would rather go with uh, Clyde there. Um, just based on Kansas City having to get right game. I mean, they, they've been scoring and they've been losing pretty close. And they've had trouble with some turnovers. And I think I think they just turn on. I, I like Clyde. I like Clyde. Looking looking at stat line, he's at first week, 14 carries, 13 carries, 17 carries. Yeah, he's that, always in double digits. Yes. I, every week he's so in double digits. He's getting volume, you know, he found. And the only problem is he's not getting the targets. But, you know, the, the volume in the run game. Gets me intrigued after seeing what Philly did against Dallas. Okay, so does that leave us with any? Where are we at dough wise, Luke? You're you're our money man here. You're managing our our bank account. Does that leave us with anything extra? Uh, can we adjust anything? What, what's that put us at? That would leave us with one hundred extra dollars, which is very minimal wiggle room. I mean, if we want to adjust our defense, we could shift to the Vikings. After that, they're they're playing Cleveland. I mean, I kind of, I think I like the Giants I, I like better Giants. than like, Jameis Campbell. Yep, and they're at home. And it, there's nothing wrong with leaving a little money on the table. You play they're who they're you on the feel road. good about. Yeah, let's let's look road. at let's look at like uh, you know, are we good with? Is there you know, Jonathan Taylor? I know we talked about him, but like, what's is there a ability to increase there at running back? Nothing. I'd like to adjust him. There's nothing we can shift to. What about uh, wide receiver? Uh, who's our top guy there? I know we were. We're passionate about Woods, obviously, and DJ Moore, but uh, is there is there anything that's the next tier up that's worth investing in? A hundred dollars isn't a lot to do anything with. I know that, but I'm just let's check this before we submit it. It's a, it's a smart thing to do on your lineups. You know, when you get to the end, you know, you just go through and double check because there might be a guy that you kind of forgot about that's a couple hundred dollars more that you you might like a little bit better, right, Joe? Yep. And you bring up a good point. So we're, we'll submit our lineup, but you know, change it. Check over it after, you know, before right before it locks. So there could be some changes during the week. We're recording this on a Wednesday night. So so I would double check on Sunday morning, you know, if there's any injury news or, you know, maybe, oh, I don't know, maybe A.J. Brown and Julio are both out. I, I Granted, I'd probably fade away from Henry, even though you're, people are like, well, he's going to get more volume. He gets plenty of volume as it is. So I would stay away. I'd probably fade away from uh, Derrick Henry if – Julio and AJ Brown. So if I was a team defensive team, I'm thinking I'm going to load the box up and stop that man. You know, that was kind of one, that was part of the reason why I like Derrick Henry so much is because if both those receivers are down, you know, he's going to get a ton of, op, a ton of potential carries, but he gets a lot of carries. Like it's the volume, the volume is already there. Here's the thing. You can put, hear me out. You put 12 guys in the box against Tennessee. And that's one more than you can have on the field. <laughs> And he, Derrick Henry's going to find a hole, and he's going to run through it, okay? So that's all I'm saying about that. I'm good with our lineup. Let's go over our lineup. You make a good point, Joe. You know, things can change during the week, um, and you need to adjust your lineup, you know? Right now, 
Uh, is there, I don't think anyone's questionable on our, on our team, but you know, if we had someone that, that we had there, we would definitely be checking that up to the last minute to change out, but let's go through our team real quick. And then we'll take a small break and, and, and do another lineup for uh, a tournament play here. But right now we got Matt Stafford, uh, at quarterback there, $7,800, Jonathan Taylor, at running back 6,600 Antonio Gibson, 7,100. We're stacking Robert Woods with Stafford. You guys have a lot of faith in Robert Woods. I'm telling you, if I have one player on our team right now that I am not confident on this roster, it's Robert Woods. Um, but 6,200, that, that's a good value if he if he can do what he's supposed to do. So, so let go real quick. Cash games, we're looking for 2X. So 2X, what do you say, 6,200? We need at least 12 points from Robert Woods at PPR. I think that's doable. It's doable. I don't feel good about it. Let's just I just want that to be doable. The record, let the record show. There's a difference between doable and confidence. That's right. Uh, other wide receiver, we got DJ Moore at 7,300. We got Odell Beckham Jr. at 6,600. Um, rounding out our lineup here at our tight end is Travis Kelsey. Always feel good about that. I mean, oh, oh yeah. You cannot not feel good about that. Uh, and actually, I didn't realize this until I'm looking at our lineup here. Flex, we got Clyde Edwards or Lair. So we got a lot of faith in Kansas City this week after they are the bottom of their division right now. Just let that sink in. Um, but we, it's got a high over under. I know we talked about a lot, but that's who's on our flex defense. With what we got last, we got the Giants going against New Orleans. Again, I said it earlier, I'll say it again. You never know when Winston's going to Winston. So we're just, we're just hoping for a Winston. All that being said, uh, we've got $100 left over. Feeling good about this lineup. And uh, I'm going to, should we hit the submit button? Submit. Oh, Joe's thinking. It's done. All right, we're submitting. $10 of our cash um, to, to enter that lineup. We're going to take a short break, and then uh, we're going to come back and do uh, just a couple minutes of real quick tournament lineup. Probably won't dig into any analysis or anything like that since we've already been talking about guys. But uh, we got a lot of these dart throw guys that we're just feeling good about this weekend, so I think we should just do it. And who knows? We might win $47,000 and... And go from there. Retire? <laughs> I don't know if we can all retire on $47,000. We can make it happen. Okay, so we're back here. Uh, we talked about it a little bit more. Um, if you guys want us to be honest, I'm always going to level with you. Uh, we're going to set a, a tournament lineup. You know, we talked about a lot of names that we liked. Uh, I can't remember any of them. So I'm going to, have to go back through and look through again. I, I know for some reason sticking out in my brain right now is obviously Ingram because you guys got super excited about him uh, as, a, as a tournament lineup. But there's a lot of stuff to cover in tournament lineup, and I just don't feel like we have enough time tonight to really dig into all the pieces to explain. Um, and so I don't want to give our listeners bad advice. I don't want to, you know, just give them names to put in the lineup. I want to be able to explain it to them. So, you know, we're here in person. I got a little excited. I just wanted, I wanted to record all night. And it's fun. I do enjoy this. So let me retract my last statement. We're not going to give you guys a tournament lineup. Um, listen through. We talked about some names. When we kind of got a little crazy, when you felt the excitement, those are some of those players that we're going to put in tournament play. I mean, I, I don't know. Hubbard right now is sticking out my brain. I know you guys don't like him, but for some reason, I just like have a feeling about him. I know you talked about Ingram a little bit. Um, we talked about several ri- wide receivers um, throughout the thing. You know, I, you guys are going to find some players. So. That's all I got to say about that. I got a little excited. I jumped ahead. And uh, I definitely want to do a tournament lineup sometime. But I think we need to explain kind of, you know, some of the strategy behind that, Joe, because you're kind of you're kind of our guy that we kind of turn to to kind of explain it to our listeners. Give us give them just a couple quick things. Why tournament play is a little bit different than those 50 50s that we've decided to do. So a lot of has come down to chalk plays. So chalk plays are guys that, you know, a lot of the field's going to be on. So, like, maybe it's a good matchup that people are going to be hammering. So, you got to get a little different. And you're like, well, why do you have to get different if this guy's supposed to be, do good, it's supposed to be good? Just, it's week-by-week week basis, right? So, maybe, like, for instance, like, CMC last Thursday night, I had him in most of my showdowns. And that's when I lost a lot, lost some money there. But, because I have CMC, but so the people that winning lineups didn't have CMC in there. They got different. So, some of the roster percentages were different. Like I think for you know it's a showdown slate is different, but in tournaments you got to get one lineup that's different from having CMC because I think he's like eighty percent ownership. So you got twenty percent of the of lineups that don't have CMC, so they're going to more likely get in the money because CMC put up five points. So yeah, so you're looking at you're looking at finding some players who aren't heavily owned 
in order to if they blow up then you're able to surpass some other lineups because like you're saying like like cmc last week is a good example he got injured left the game scored five points everyone that had him only got five points if you didn't have him you had an advantage now because obviously five points is not a and lot. And you saved a lot. They saved money on salary. You saved money and you were able to get some other players. Yeah, so let's say let's say you're a complete nut job last week and you you put Chuba Hubbard in your lineup. You equal or a little more points playing Chuba than playing Christian McCaffrey. Nobody would ever expect that, but that is the facts of what happened last week. And you're kind of so in in this week by week basis. I mean, you don't have to get different with every single. So you have to be like, well, I'm going to go take a shot on this. Maybe Justin Fields is cheap, you know. No, you don't have to get too different. Like, you have to take some of the chalk, and then you got to get different – a few pieces, you know. And so, one of the, like, pieces I think I – I don't know how much his ownership is going to be, but I like Tony Pollard at 5,600 against Philadelphia – or uh, against Carolina. <laughs> uh, I, you know, he he's an explosive player. He reminds me of Aaron Jones. If – Every time he hits the hole, I think he's I think he has the most yards per carry in the NFL so far. And if he gets a few breaks a few big runs, gets a touchdown, like like I said, for GPPs, if you get three to four X, if he gets twenty points, which he's done already in week two, he had twenty three points. I mean, you're sitting pretty good. And you're getting different with your lineups. And so instead of in that game, for instance, a lot of people are probably big on Dak. A lot of people are probably big on CeeDee Lamb. And maybe Jalen Hurts, you know, but you're getting a little different with Tony Pollard. Maybe some people are big on Zeke after having a big week last week. So just kind of taking a different uh, approach and how you got to correlate these games. And so, you know, maybe if I go to Tony Pollard, maybe I run it back with Devontae Smith on with the high over under and just find a correlation and sticking with it. Like there's no we don't know the whole answers all these anal- and you know, fantasy football analysts, they don't know the answers. We're t- they're, they're trying to find correlations and getting a little different here and there to make a lineup to, you know, compete in GPPs. Yeah. And when you're talking correlation, you're, I mean, with that example you just gave Joe's Joe's picking Pollard as a running back and then picking a Philly wide receiver, thinking that, you know, Dallas gets ahead is leading the game is going to have, more run plays or be grinding down the clock a little bit more using Pollard more and having Philly, you know, in comeback mode or maybe in a two minute, two minute drill. I, think that back. I went back to Philadelphia. Didn't I? Oh yeah. That <laughs> was last Carolina. week. That was last week. Okay. All <laughs> right. We, we've got, we got to wrap this show up quick, but yeah, rephrase that. You're looking for a Carolina so wide receiver. I'll go back with if, if you know, DJ Moore, you know, people be like, well, it might be a chalk play. That's okay. I'm getting different with Tony Pollard. Mm-hmm. So I'll run it back with, DJ Moore, and I might have a piece of, you know, I might have CD Lamb in there too. The mm-hmm. like I might, or if I want to get real different, go Tully Pollard, Sam Darnold, uh, DJ Moore, maybe Terrace Marshall. Like you're getting, I'm getting real different uh, lineups. So as, as you can tell, there's so much to dissect when you get in a tournament play. There's so many different avenues, different plays, different strategies um, that, like I said, I got a little excited and we can't possibly cover all that stuff tonight. Um, because it's a work night and, and people people got to work tomorrow. So let's sign this one out. We've got so much to talk about. We're excited again. We're re-energized in person. Um, let's let's uh, let's wrap this one up, boys. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, this this is going to be uh, the try and survive without Christian McCaffrey uh, haul for me. Maybe a week, two, maybe three. Hopefully, nothing more than that. Uh, a lot a lot of eggs in the Javante Williams S- basket. Sammy Madison. I'll send you Madison. Send me Hawk. Send me Hawkinson. Send me Cup. <laughs> oh. I play Juan this week though. Juan, best of luck. May the best man win. I'll I'll see you out there on the gridiron. But as always, I need you all to follow us on Instagram at the Made Podcast for episode alerts and direct message interaction. We want you to stay up to date and in the know on the show. Big Nick, I will bet you that six pack for this week. We're gonna bounce oh. back. We're, it's a new week. It's a new me. Let's get after it. But follow us on Twitter. I'm at Mexitron22. I I say this every week. I think I got to do a better job. And I will tweet. Actually, I might just tweet right now. I'm going to send a tweet Wednesday night we're recording. Follow Luke Prey at L underscore Prey19 and at Tate Bland on last minute lineups and updates for your fantasy roster. That's right. If you guys follow me on Twitter, uh, you've noticed I do not tweet. I We've Gotta get better at that. We keep telling ourselves one week we will, and this is the week Joe's tweeting right now. I can see him doing it. But 
Um, I gotta play J Mac this week, and uh, J Mac, you're going down. I got I I lost two in a row. I gotta get that win. So, uh, please, please, I need the W. Just like all of you out there. Uh, you know, we're powering into week five. Good luck to all the neighbors. Let's get those W's out there. Please follow, subscribe to the podcast, wherever you get your podcast. As always, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you guys next week on the Mave podcast. Mave live. Incredible. Woo! Pleasure to be here with you boys. You're all beautiful. What a time to be alive. <laughs>